Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey. Hey, Kat. <laughs> hey, Tanya. How's it going? It's going great. I always love when we do doubles because we're just, we get so sassy by the time we get to the second one. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. And I'm so excited that we're talking about sleep today. Right? Because aren't we like all just this huge nation Mm -hmm. of overtiredness? Yeah. And when we decided to do this podcast on sleep, I mostly thought about yoga and how yoga could help. You know, and you know, I just did my yoga nidra certification not too long ago. And yoga nidra is yogic sleep. And so I was kind of thinking, okay, that's where I'm going to go. Well, as I started looking at some stuff, I found this great site on John Hopkins uh, Meds med school and i fell right down a rabbit hole today i was just i was like oh my gosh isn't this cool and i and it was like all in tanya lane it's all about the science it was it was really cool so i, I thought that was pretty cool so i'm i'm very excited to chat about sleep because we are all so tired all the yeah, time yeah. because we're running around with our busy hat on oh my gosh how many times do you ask people how are you doing they're like oh my gosh i'm exhausted i'm so tired uh-huh. oh yeah i just wish i could have some time where i wasn't like yeah. running from here to there like it's it's chronic mm-hmm. and it's global. Right. No one has enough sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, and you would have thought everyone would have caught up on it during the pandemic. But oh, heck no. I think that made everyone more tired because they had the fear and the worry and the frustrations and the angers on top of their busy world. Yeah. And so it just zapped their life. And, you know, we sleep a quarter to a third of our lives, yeah. you know, and I think a long, you know, until like what, maybe the 50s, people thought when you went to sleep, it was just a passive activity and that your body and your brain were dormant. But sleep is that's when our brain is really engaged with working on the parts of our bodies that are necessary for life. So if you don't get enough sleep, then your quality of life is really going to go down because you're not allowing that reset time. Oh, completely, completely. Mm -hmm. So we have, I have two avenues that we can run down here. Mm -hmm. So I have the avenue of what are our signs and symptoms of knowing, (laughs) knowing that we're overtired. (laughs) I say that like, right? Because I mean, we all already know them, but just mm-hmm. just to sort of reiterate it, but then also like all of the medical problems that can happen on account mm-hmm. of being overtired, right? Mm-hmm. So running down the lack of sleep symptoms, like mm-hmm. first of all, like sleep hygiene in general, and also regular hygiene, right? You think about the I'm so tired. I didn't even want to get dressed today. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even get out of my pajamas or, you know, you, and you hear it like, right. Or you see people and they're like, oh yeah, don't look at me right now. I didn't put my face on or, you know, like, like these are clear indications that they've run out of time. They're tapped. They're Mm -hmm. burnt out, right. They're overtired. Some of them also are just 
poor lifestyle choices. Like they mm-hmm. think, oh gosh, well, if I can't sleep, then I'm just going to have another glass of wine and maybe that'll put me to sleep. Like, yeah. right. Like we carry these little awful conversations in our head. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, another- and you know, even young people, instead of the glass of wine, they just play another video game and or they that. just keep playing video games or stay on their phones and until they maybe, get tired. Yeah. Maybe I'll get so tired. I'll fall asleep yeah. when they don't realize that that's actually a stimulant. Them, and it's yeah. Not- it's not going to mm-hmm. help. Like that's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And we'll we'll come to that too. But another is like work choices, mm-hmm. being super lazy, sleep disorders, taking an unusual amount of naps and mm-hmm. or unusual medical conditions that aren't explainable. Mm-hmm. Like well, we're not quite sure why you're exhibiting this, you know, like it doesn't make sense that you are, right? And then with that too is like you say, it's this chronic cyclic behavior, but yeah. it's also... If you know somebody who's depressed, you also notice that their sleep habits change ridiculously, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. that is that is a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. And it can the problem with sleep deprivation and depression is that they feed on each other. So when yeah. you become depressed, you want to sleep more. When you sleep more, you get more depressed. It's a very mm-hmm. bad circle mm-hmm. to fall into. Well, and if you add wine into that, because wine, I love my wine. But wine's a depressant. Mm-hmm. So let's be depressed and then sleep more and then drink more wine. Yep. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, this is yeah. a, this is a cycle. So, but, so some of those medical things that we were going to talk about is sleep deprivation can lead to depression. We just talked mm-hmm. about that. It can lead to ADHD. Like I'm so tired. I can't even think straight. Right. right? It can lead to obesity because mm-hmm. now you have poor eating habits or now maybe you're eating for a longer part of the day because you're not sleeping enough. Like, right. You're literally just think of calories in versus calories out. Mm -hmm. It can lead to strokes. It can lead to high blood pressure. It can lead to type two diabetes. It can lead to cardiovascular disease, kidney disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, like all kinds of things can be worsened by not sleeping well. Mm -hmm. Why when you go to the doctor when you're not feeling well, do they say go home and rest? Mm -hmm. Go home and get some rest. You know, and our society has taught us that that's a sign of weakness. Right. You know, and that's like, that's majorly screwed up, you know, because you do need to take time just to let your body heal and sleep. And we all have different sleep needs as well. You know, before it was like, you need eight hours of sleep. If I sleep eight hours that I'm, I'm too groggy, but if I sleep five, I can't even function. I'm like bouncing off the wall. So we do each have different needs as well. But, you know, all sleep's not the same. You know, we have the REM sleep and the non-REM sleep. And the REM sleep is the rapid eye movement sleep. And then, of course, the non-rapid eye movement sleep. The first part of the cycle is non-REM sleep, which is composed of four stages. The first stage comes between that being awake and the falling asleep. You know, that little twilight that we, you know, we're almost asleep. The second is a light sleep when our heart rate and our breathing regulate and our body temperature drops. Then the third and the fourth stages are deep sleep. And though REM sleep was previously believed to be the most important sleep phase for learning and memory, there's been newer data out recently that suggests that the non-REM sleep is more important for these tasks, as well as being more restful and restorative phase of sleep. So as you cycle into REM sleep, the eyes move rapidly behind the the closed lids and the brain waves are similar to those during wakefulness. Breath rate increases and the body becomes temporarily paralyzed as we dream. I didn't know that. Isn't that kind of This is why people, when 
they have scary dreams Mm -hmm. freak out because they feel like they can't get away. Like, right. And Mm -hmm. when they first wake up, they're trying to come out of that little bit of paralysis, which Mm -hmm. is why sometimes like sleep terrors happen. And when you wake up, like you just feel so disoriented. Yeah. The cycle repeats itself, but with each cycle, you spend less time in the deeper stages. So that makes more sense why it's easier to wake up because the stages three and four become less and less as you sleep more throughout the night. So in a typical night, you're going to cycle through these, this sleep cycle four to five times. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Like how busy we are. Like Mm -hmm. it's a wonder that we ever feel rested afterwards because our body really is doing a lot while we sleep. Yeah. You know, and it's, how many people do you know that pride themselves on, well, I only need three hours of sleep a night? I am one of them. I say it and I catch myself and I'm like, Tanya, that's a bad thing to say. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I really actually function at my best at like 4.5 hours. Yeah. That's all I need. I just need just just a little Mm -hmm. cat nap. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) And I say it all the time. And the other thing I say is, is sleep is irrelevant. And it is so not. I I really have to watch myself when I say that because I know that that's just me being overtired and just saying Mm -hmm. that just to cover up for my overtiredness. But there are people that really don't need eight hours. You know, I I do best between six and seven. Yeah, me too. And I get that. But mm 4.5 is a blatant lie. (laughs) (laughs) I just say that because then it justifies getting up at four o'clock every morning. Mm -hmm. There are two main processes that regulate sleep, the circadian rhythms and the sleep drive. And the circadian rhythms are controlled by a biological clock in our brain, which we were just talking about. One key function of this clock is responding to light cues, ramping up production of the hormone melatonin at night, then switching it off when it senses light. People with total blindness often have trouble sleeping because they're unable to detect and respond to the light cues. You know, and that, you know, I sleep so much better in the winter and I'm ready for bed in the winter because it's friggin' dark at 5 p.m. You know, in the summer, I have a lot more trouble going to sleep. Um, The other process that helps with sleep, uh, that regulates sleep is sleep drive. And this plays a key role. Your body craves sleep much like it hungers for food. So throughout the day, your desire for sleep builds. And when it reaches a certain point, you need sleep. A major difference between sleep and hunger, though, your body can't force you to eat when you're hungry. But when you're tired, your body can put you to sleep, even if you're in a meeting or behind the wheel of a car. And we've all heard horror stories about that Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. When you're exhausted, your body is even able to engage in micro sleep episodes of one to two seconds while your eyes are open. Napping for more than 30 minutes later in the day, though, can throw off your night's sleep by decreasing your body's sleep drive. Yeah, people who do enjoy naps, and I'm not saying that naps are bad. I'm not a napper. I'm not a napper. ruins my my night it it, yeah I just I do Mm -hmm. not wake well from naps but I think that's very much my pitta like because I am a hard sleeper in the first first bit of my sleep so if Mm -hmm. I do take a nap it's like literally I'm I'm dead asleep in Mm -hmm. 15 minutes so I have to be super careful but if you do do naps so like people who fall asleep while watching tv at like seven o'clock at night are mm-hmm. going to struggle to fall asleep at 10 or 10 30 11 when they do go to bed mm-hmm. so it's like you say if you are going to take naps they really do need to be earlier in the day because it really can throw off your true sleep cycle mm-hmm. i yeah. do think it was interesting you brought up circadian mm-hmm. rhythm uh-huh. like it really does also make a very big difference 
your sleep cycle in terms of day and night. But mm -hmm. like you brought up in the winter, going to sleep more easily mm -hmm. and then maybe sleeping a little bit longer because the darkness cycle is actually longer in nature. Mm -hmm. But it's also going to increase that little bit of depression, which is also contributed by sad, which is an element of our mental state in winter. So again, that's that sort of vicious circle that happens mm -hmm. and nature does it to us naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I found one tidbit that I want to just toss in here that I thought mm -hmm. was really kind of an interesting statement. It says, we as a nation haven't been this sleep deprived since 1910 and the invention of the light bulb. Wow. I believe that. Because <laughs> well, before, here's why, yeah. right? Because they're saying that it's blamed on the technology. Mm -hmm. At the time in 1910, when the light bulb was invented, everybody wanted to stay up and enjoy the light. Yeah. Right. And now they're blaming it on Internet technology mm -hmm. in the form of social media that's constantly bleeping at us. It's the same like a light bulb. And it's no wonder that we have these little lights that blink on our phone to tell us when we have a message like turn off the blinking <laughs> lights, folks. <laughs> Wow. And you know, it's funny because my kids and I bet yours do too, will tell me, oh my gosh, I couldn't go to sleep last night. I just kept watching YouTube. Well, of course you can't go to sleep. <laughs> the technology <laughs> is keeping yeah. you awake. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, when we have a bad night's sleep, we just feel foggy. We're not as productive. We're not as, we're just not ourselves. I mean, I, you know, I just got back from a trip Saturday and I'm just now getting over jet lag, but my sleep is so messed up because of that trip but my brain just feels foggy and it just you know I don't feel right but so it really has impacted my my brain function this week and it's a healthy amount of sleep is vital for brain plasticity or the ability for our brain to adapt to the input that we give it. So if we sleep too little, we're not able to process what's going on during the day and we have trouble remembering about anything in the future as well. It is crazy when you think mm -hmm. about it. I have a list of things that we can do to help ourselves with okay. good sleep habits. Things that you can do to help yourself with your sleep is first of all, creating a routine. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this means a, not just a routine of a regular sleep cycle, but also like a before bed routine. Mm -hmm. So it means both things like go to bed at the same time each day and try to wake up at the same time each day. It's really hard on your system. And I know this for fact, because I am a person who unfortunately sets my alarm at four o'clock during the week in order to get to my desk to work. Mm -hmm. But then on the weekends, I maybe can push myself and I, you know, my internal clock goes off at 4.30 and I'm looking at the, you know, room and I'm like, no, you're going to go back to sleep. <laughs> and I force myself to go back yeah. to sleep. But then when I go back to sleep, I sleep hard and then I tend to oversleep because mm -hmm. it's not a healthy routine. And I know that, but I mean, that's what my job is and that's what my life is. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who work overnights. So it's really hard for them to create right. healthy sleep habits. Mm -hmm. But so things that you can do, if you create that before bed 
routine. Some of the things should be, hello, no phones and no TV. Mm -hmm. But what do we do before bed? We do both of those things. We yeah. catch up on all of the messages from the day. We watch ourselves a little bit of Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever it is that we're sucking up. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do before bed. So it's really awful routine. Another one is a warm beverage, whether it's in the form of a decaf coffee, a decaf tea, a warm water with lemon, right? <laughs> yeah. But the trick is, is be careful not to put sugar in it or mm -hmm. caffeine in it because those are both stimulants and they're not going to help the situation. Another is maybe some relaxing music instead of mm -hmm. the television. Another is a comfortable environment. And this is tricky because sometimes we don't all have the perfect environment. Sometimes we have kids, sometimes we have animals, we have babies, you know, like we don't always have that perfect environment. But if mm -hmm. we could create the perfect environment, it would be without light and without noise. Mm -hmm. Also sometimes tricky. We do have really great blinds in our bedroom. So when we shut off the lights, like it is dark in our room, which is a healthy way to sleep. Mm -hmm. We did that because we moved into this house. We didn't realize that the street light on the corner, like literally uh, like is beacon into our bedroom. So wow. So we there have, you go. We change that. But another thing is a good mattress and a good pillow because mm -hmm. spine alignment, spine health is also going to contribute to good sleep. Also is not being uncomfortable. If you're waking up uncomfortable, this isn't a good way to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I realize I'm not saying, hey, everybody go and buy a $2,000 mattress. But if you can in your lifetime, get yourself a better sleeping situation, it will only help. And to remember, and I know you and I have talked about this, the bedroom is not for technology. It is only for sleep and intimacy. So mm -hmm. no phones, no TVs. And that's yeah. most everybody has phones and TVs in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. Then another one is, and I thought this was interesting because yoga actually tells us maybe the opposite, but this tells us not to go to sleep on our back. It says to go to sleep on our side. And if we roll to our back, that's different. Whereas our yoga life tells us to lie in Shavasana, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a tiny bit of discrepancy that that one's one I will have to battle with on my own because I'm not quite sure which I feel has more merit for right. me. The other is daily exercise. Mm -hmm. Exercise is going to help your hormones in general, and that it will also help with your sleep cycle. And then the last thing is also along with exercise is a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. If you're eating a bunch of sugar before bed, it's not going to help your sleep, right? So making sure that you're keeping that healthy diet. That's one of the things I love about the intermittent fasting mm -hmm. is that I really can keep that window before I go to bed now without food. And I really do love mm -hmm. that. I think my sleep has improved immensely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I do struggle with sleep often. And so I have found ways that can help me sleep better. Sometimes I do use melatonin, but most of the time I'll do some kind of a nighttime sleep blend, generally a chamomile, but I just found a wonderful tea uh, by Tazo that's got uh, valerian root and chamomile and honey and all kinds of yummy stuff I want to try tonight. But one other thing that I do a lot, well, several other things I do a lot, but I really focus on my breathing when I can't sleep. 
and I'll lay on my back. And I think I told you this. I lay on my back and I breathe 11 times. And then I roll onto one side and I breathe 11 times and back on my back 11 times. And I keep rolling from side to side very slowly. I don't if flop around like a dead fish or a dying fish and wake my husband up. But I usually don't make it all the way over and back on that. And that will really help me with my sleep. I also do self-Reiki at night. Reiki on just my head um, and my heart center will help me go to sleep. And I know that's getting back into our hocus pocus woo-woo land, but (laughs) it does, it does help me a lot. If you want to try some yoga for sleep before you, and you can do this in your bed, but I would recommend doing it on the floor and then getting in your bed because I do like the idea of keeping your bed just for, you know, sleep and sex, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much. But legs up the wall pose is a great one to help you. It's not a passive pose, but it will help get your body ready for sleep. A lying butterfly helps and just laying on your back in bed. After you do those two, and you might even spend five to 10 minutes in those and then move to your bed and just lie flat on your back in Savasana and really pay attention to how your body feels in the, in, in the mattress on the bed, how your body feels for the day. And sometimes I'll even start at the top of my head and assess my body down, then assess my body up. And if I'm still awake by then, then it's time for the melatonin. Yeah. (laughs) I do take melatonin every day only Mm -hmm. because I, you know, on my work week, I only get a window of about six hours Mm -hmm. and I need to sleep for those six hours. If I'm still tossing and turning at midnight, I am assured the next day is not going to go well. So especially on the days that I am going to be driving into St. Paul, Mm -hmm. I will take melatonin before I go to bed. I put essential oils on my feet and I will have a hot tea before bed. So I try and do all of the things Mm -hmm. just to hopefully set myself up for success. Yeah. You know, speaking of essential oils, you know, your doTERRA serenity. Mm -hmm. If I put that in my palm and then rub it on the back of my neck, I, I am almost out before I can get to the bed. And I don't know why I don't, I just forget about it sometimes. When I get really desperate, I'll go, oh, what else can I do? Serenity. And I should start with that, but that will kick my butt. There are some apps though, and there's tons of them. If you get on your app store, you can just type in sleep and there's so many that are going to come up, but one is calm. And most all of us have heard calm and they're really on a big marketing campaign right now because they're everywhere. But calm has sleep stories. They also have relaxing music and soundscapes and you can pick a story and it'll read the story and then it just turns itself off. So that's kind of nice. I have not tried the aura ring, but I want one really bad. They're really cool looking. It does more than just track your sleep and it's just, it looks like a man's wedding band. Have you seen them? I have not, but I've mm-hmm. heard about them. Yeah. Well, and there's a morning news show and one of the commentators on there has one and he talks about a lot. So that's the only reason I'm aware of it. But it it help it tracks your sleep. It tells you how how you slept last night. It'll also track your body and tell you how much you sleep you need. It'll tell you when you need to start winding down. And so I kind of like that. It'll tell you how much time you spend in the light, the deep and the rim stages of sleep. It keeps an assessment of your uh, key vital signs 
signs. It also tells you if you're ready for the day because it checks your body temperature and your heart rate and your heart rate variability. It monitors your activity and your heart rate each day based on what you should be doing and how much you should get done. It also has early signs if you may be getting sick. It can also track your period, menstrual cycles. So it can do a whole lot of things as well. But those are the only two that I have on here. But I did look up. There's so many on there. And I was going to give a bunch of them. But I, I know about these two in particular. So if you want to check out it, do you have you do you use any apps for sleep? Um, I have Calm on my phone. I don't mm -hmm. use it because I really do try to keep my phones away yeah. from me at night. And I, I feel like it's like a little counterproductive to have earbuds in. Like it, I yeah. just... I agree. See, and so I can't sleep. It's a trick it. for no. me. But you know what? I do have to say the only technology I have at, in my bed is my Kindle. And I used to have a Kindle Fire, but that's got that same bright back screen and that would keep me up. So I have a paper white now and that doesn't have that harsh lighting. And so if I can't sleep, I've got a bunch of educational books on there. Most of the books I know when I, when I got my Kindle, I swore I would never put any educational or self-help books. It was only for fun reading. And, but I've got a couple on there that are very good, but they will knock my ass out when I start <laughs> reading them. So I do, uh, I do like to read my Kindle in bed because I like to read a lot, but I would suggest if you do read in bed, even the little book lights, they will keep you awake. Get a, I think the only thing really good would be the Kindle Paperwhite. Yeah, I read just by the, we have, you know, pair of lamps mm -hmm. on our bedside tables. I just read by that lamplight until my eyes get droopy and then I close my book and yeah, yeah. put it away. Put it away. <laughs> yeah. So it is really kind of important for all of us in this sort of crazy phase of our life and this busy go to hither, you know, mm -hmm. sort of lifestyle we're all living is to really try and set ourselves up for good, healthy sleep. Because it's mm -hmm. just like we were talking, it's just an awful, vicious circle. Yeah. And it's vital to our life. It's vital to our bodies. You know, if, you know, Tanya listed so many things that can happen to you if you don't get enough sleep. So chill out, you know. <laughs> Chill out, rest. Go get, get some, some sleep. Get your rest on. Go get some sleep. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.